0: Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One legend here, as always joined by my co-host...
1: Hi, I'm Kyle, also known as Ryan.
0: And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers. We're just scrambling to make this video because they dropped a Xenoblade 4... trailer... future... I can't even remember... <laughs> Lots of words! <laughs>
1: Xenoblade 3 Wave 4 DLC.
0: <laughs> At 2AM for us! <laughs>
1: I was awake at that time, so that yeah. was um, a fun one to just stumble
0: across. <laughs> it's it's mad, but Future Redeemed is coming out next week, and we're going to talk about the trailer that they showed off. Um, just first impressions. Just it's just so wild that this is coming out so soon. I th- I thought this was guaranteed a lock for June, July time, but nope. Have it April, just like one week before two weeks before tears of the kingdom sure thanks nintendo
1: it's just i mean we've both been saying how busy we are it's just jam-packed and like with all the stuff about the i think it was the the album stuff we thought for sure yeah it'd be like june july kind of time uh we were not prepared for this but hey i guess look forward to us talking about it more when it comes out and that sort of thing
0: (laughs) <laughs> yep, we are going to be busy once again with this and Years of the Kingdom but um, it's a fun time, we can't complain about having games to talk about. So in this video here we're just going to talk about our thoughts on the trailer they showed off. We're going to break down some of the different parts of it, the characters, what we think we might see and all of that. There will of course be timestamps in the description below so if you want to check out any of the different sections you can do so that way. And I will also quickly mention here that I'm aware that it's Like something to do with the soundtrack or certain story details leaked, we're not going to be discussing anything that leaked. Not here, oh, please don't do so in the comments. forgot about that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we don't know anything, we do that. not want to know. So, uh, <laughs> however, there probably
1: will be spoilers for like the main story, the stuff that you know has already come out. So, that's yes, that, we'll probably mention that, but as for like the whole trilogy, that is yes, uh, there will be spoilers
0: yeah. for everything else in the blades that's already released, <laughs> yeah, but no leaks. No leaks. Uh, let's let's just get started on this. So um, to start things off, we're going to sort of break down the different characters that we see, and I just want to get things started straight away with. Of course, they're back. Let's start with Shulk. We see Shulk here in his new design, which is bas- which is basically what we saw him in the statue in um the city in the main game. And damn, he looks he looks kind of pissed right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like first we had the uh, the Ganon reveal from Bre- from uh, Tears of the Kingdom and now mm. we've both got Shulk and Rex as well. Everyone is just huge now. Like what,
0: yeah. what's going on? <laughs> it's the new it's the new trend it seems. But um it, it's interesting that there's not really I guess too much to say about him here, but one thing that I think is interesting with both him and Rex is that in the statues for them, it mentions that they're not the founders themselves, but rather the mentors of the founders. So we sort of assumed that they wouldn't be playable, you know, that we would be playing as whoever those actual founders were, being uh, Reed and Cassini. But no, sure enough, they're playable here, as it seems that they're just part of your main squad, which, I mean, it's awesome that we get to play as these two again, but it does make yeah. me wonder what, what does that indicate for the people that they were meant to mentor. Maybe it's just a case of that they don't go on to found the city because something happens to them. Obviously they're not around in the future. But the uh, interesting thing at the very least.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting and it's, it's good to see them back, because just all yeah. the references and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we'll see, like, maybe they'll be mentioned, maybe they're just not around yet, maybe they've already gone, we,
0: we don't really know. There's hmm, lots there's of speculation. Um... <laughs> yeah, we could be here for an eternity if we speculated on everything. <laughs> There's so much happening. Yeah. But um of course he's got he's what I it seems to be the future connected sword, like we saw him have in the last trailer. He's got one arm, he's got like a metal arm that we see one of the other team working on later. Definitely looks interesting. Anything else you noticed of Shulk before we move on, Kai?
1: Um, apart from being visibly older, uh, a lot of people have noted how he's posing in his official art, just like Dunban uh, originally oh, did that's in neat. the original Xenoblade 1 artwork. So, uh, on top of him being a tank, which is something we'll get into later, uh, definitely seems like there's a lot more Dunban inspiration now, which for adult Shulk makes complete sense. I'm so here for it, because Dunban's one of my favourite characters. Absolutely. I mean, a, that... He's one of everyone's favourite characters. That's
0: <laughs> Dunban is... Dun, the man, the man Dan, Dun, man Dan. He's good. It's in your He's great, hands, <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot happening right now, Kai. <laughs> Speaking of which, Rex is here to show us a thing or three. I can't believe they gave him that line, but I love it. That that probably got the biggest reaction out of me in the entire video. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
1: yeah oh, it was so cool that they imitated the pose and everything like that the the lines yes, I like your <laughs> attitude, but you know he's he's like a man now, oh god
0: yeah oh. it's everything about him you know it matches again the description we saw in the statue where he wields both swords and the fact that he lost one eye. it all sort of fits up, but um, it's just great to see him again it's It's great to see that he's still despite being obviously a lot more mature than. You know, sort of childish Rex we've seen too. That he still feels like he's got that attitude to him, and yeah. yeah, there's. It's just great to see him again. Anything else about Rex you want to mention, Kai?
1: Um, he is indeed uh, a dual wielder as we thought, uh, mm. which is really cool to see. Um, a lot of people have drawn comparisons for him with, uh, of course, the Van Dam who did dual wield in Xenoblade Two. And also Zeke from losing an eye, and again, like he kind of oh, yeah. looks a lot more similar to Zeke now in the pose and everything, so it's just cool to see all those inspirations come
0: back. Although Zeke just couldn't afford a second contact lens, you know, so. slightly <laughs> <That's, laughs> different. That's very true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but going on to um, what seems to be our main character, and um, you know, they, they could not have chosen a better name because Ugh. it's Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I've always How thought does I would that make you.
1: Like, i got to always... how does that feel to, like, hear your name in the game with, like, all the characters saying it? Yeah.
0: I've always thought I would make an excellent Xenoblade protagonist, you know? I just think it's about damn time, really, if you ask me. Mm. But, <laughs> let's say, let's go with that. I think they might have named him after me. They definitely didn't do it just because they're keeping N and N as the main letters for them. You know, nothing to do with that. It's just because mm. I exist. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yeah, I also
1: think it's because of uh, biblical reasons.
0: Yes, as well. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Yeah, because you know, of course, he's founder Vandom, who we heard about from before, and Mm. we sort of saw him in the last trailer. Now, of course, we know his real name and whatnot, but he looks great. Of course, using the martial arts with the two, with the two sort of rather than having like the full on gloves, it sort of looks like the same sort of we mentioned this before, the same sort of stuff as Noah's sheath for Origin Sword. It seems to be Origin material, perhaps? Or maybe it's just a cool blade thing, I don't know. But it looks great, him fighting with both of those. And Mm -hmm. it definitely matches up with everything that we heard about him in the statues, where he's like looking for his sister, how he was part of the original city before it's destroyed. And we see that. We see N destroying the original city and his granddad, who was mentioned in the first trailer. So everything is lining up nicely. It's, it's kind of wild how we can sort of combine the bits that we are seeing here with stuff from the original Xenobay 3 game, and it lines up so perfectly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is weird, because I remember back then like doing so much speculation on the founders, but not yeah. quite being able to pinpoint what was going on. So the fact that it's all sort of come to light now is is really cool to see, especially with all the different characters and stuff. Uh, yeah, Matthew is a, is a really... I, I actually really like the, the design... Mm. Of course, we've seen it a bit before, but we get to see it properly here. And yeah, I I like it. It's good.
0: It's definitely looking interesting. We know that sort of in the future, he's going to help sort of rebuild the city and he goes missing. So again, I could very much see sort of a similarity to Adam in Torna with that sort of ending. But um, we'll have to see how that turns out. Of course, the fact that he is looking for his sister, um, Niall. When I first heard that name, I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Tornar? Not Torna, even um, but... Main Zenobate 2. I was like, surely not, but no, not, yeah. not in fact. This is the. It's um... another
1: biblical thing based on a Knoll, I think it is.
0: Yes, and this is, of course, the um, founder Doyle, who we also see the statue of. H- again, the statue mentioned about being lost after the original city fell, and it does seem like yes. part of the story is going to be the search for her. But there is. I feel like she has the most interesting stuff and the most. Stuff to speculate about in this trailer, almost, because first of all, she doesn't seem to be part of your main party—at least not at first. I feel like we sort of all assumed that we would just have the six founders as your main party, and instead course, we have re- yeah. we have a replacement for her who we'll get to in a little bit. But um, it's it's very interesting. I don't know if maybe she'll join you as a hero later. That's always possible. But I yeah, just the fact she's not a party member is completely throw me off here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really jarring, but um, it seems like she'll be completely like instrumental to the story. It almost feels like it's going to revolve around her, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yes, because at first we see her with, like, you know, she has the flesh-eater crystal, as you would yes. expect from a descendant, presumably, also of, you know, N and Mio and Noah. But later on, we see her in, like, a a kind of full-on armoured gear that sort of resembles Mio's Mobius outfit a little bit, but with, like, the Alvis core crystal on her? It's a
1: whole thing to unpack. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, yeah. In in her original descriptions, it kind of says that she just, like, takes care of the kids in the city and she's nice to them. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, she's a, she's a nihilist, like it said in the original um, like founder statue description. So it seems like maybe she was positive and then all the city stuff happened, And maybe it's just kind of this defeatist view that, like, takes control of her or something. Um, Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, she says that the killing happens even without Mobius involved. So it does kind of seem like she's going to become a key antagonist for a lot of the story, at least.
0: Yes. But it's interesting because from what I had in my notes from the original statues, it says that she later joins the party. You know, she's missing at first. Mm -hmm. She's lost when the city falls, and then she later joins everyone else. So it'll be interesting to see if that's... And, you know, she is one of the founders of the city, so is that something we see, like, midway through the game? Or is this only, like, after the events of the game and something bad happens that she's... It ends with her sort of joining them and helping rebuild a new city? We'll have to find out, but... um, I don't know what connection she's going to have to Alvis, but I think we'll get a little bit to that later with a certain other character we see in this um
1: mm-hmm, of course
0: <laughs> but before we get there we have. Um, yeah. oh sorry do you have anything As else to say about next? um do you have anything else to uh, say about no has...
1: oh um she has new year's concept art from xenoblade 2's art book oh really it's, like it's the same design
0: almost i didn't even tweet yeah, that that's neat
1: <laughs> yeah it's really really cool to see so i guess th- this was the reason for them to reuse it it makes sense you know it's yeah good design
0: that's nice cool. about it yeah. really <laughs> well on to our next character we see uh it, we only see it mentioned in the gameplay section, but it's Nicol, um who is of course oh, yeah. the founder, Ortiz. And he is, of course, we know that he was a Kevesi soldier, but rather than fighting with a blade, he just built his own weapon, which is just these giant arms that kind of like remind me of like <laughs> Nopon arms in the back yeah. sort of wings. <laughs> Looks badass!
1: Yeah, I really like it. Um... It's very interesting because he's like the only person in the in the, the game to not use a blade. Yes. So you've kind of got that with him. Looks, I mean, very similar to Shulk, kind of, yeah. in a way. Um, well, which I think is deliberate, of, of course. Um, so yeah, pretty think... cool character. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's any, like, do you think he's a descendant of Shulk who, get, who got drawn into the system? Because obviously he's part of the Flamecock system. He's um, Quite possibly. a Kebesi member. So, and that could obviously tie up with people's theories about the next character, but again, we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the main thing that I have here mentioned down is really, you know, of course he's a mechanic, which makes sense with Shulk and that. We see that scene of him fixing Shulk's arm, which is neat. And I have to mention, whilst we're on that point, we see Riku in the background there. So Yeah,
1: what is he cooking?
0: <laughs> there's, I mean, we all, we all suspected Riku's been there a long time. Of course, he's one of those... I can't remember what they're called. Like, the legendary Nop-on, as many Um, of them. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he gives that that knowing look to Melia. So I'm assuming he's... Is he from the world of Xenoblade 1, then? I guess? Did he know Shulken before? Yeah, it's just, like, what's his role, I think, is the more
1: important thing. Because he's part of this Liberator group that and Rex lead. Yes. So he's clearly a big part of all that.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see more about him. But really, I... I don't think there's much we can say other than it's great yeah. to see that he's there. Um, sadly, we won't get Manana back. It will be sad seeing Riku without her, but um, it all ends well, at least, down the line. So Yeah.
1: Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Until the very end.
0: Oh, <laughs> don't make me cry again, Kai. Yeah. Oh, dear.
1: Uh, but well, yeah, all of that's looking really good. Riku, we don't know what he's cooking, but he's there. Uh, and also, Melia gets mentioned, so, you know, yes. we'll, we'll get have to see, like, Maybe we'll see her get captured, or it'll be referenced, something like that. Yes, um, we know that happens very early on, up, at sure. least. So, yeah. but
0: then again, this isn't necessarily. I mean, this is after the destruction of the old city, right? So, how yes. long? How long was that there for? If if Shulk and Rex have been brought to the world and age normally, they're not part of this cycle. I guess maybe it's been like twenty years or something. I don't. Know. <laughs>
1: It's tough to say, really tough. Yeah,
0: it's really hard to work out the timelines, also because we don't know, although we know a general idea of how the world of Ionios works, there's still a lot of details that could be expanded upon and they could take any direction, so it's hard mm-hmm. to say, but um, it will be interesting to find out. But uh, going back to Nikol, we see him, of course, fighting, and this was mentioned in the statues again, the uh, founder of House Rhodes, Glimmer, a uh, Agnes soldier. And I like how the way that we see Matthew interrupt them fighting, it's just a very obvious parallel to the main game, when Vanden, yeah. his later descendant, stops the two sides fighting again. It's neat how it has that, you know, the, the famous George Lucas crow. It's like poetry, at rhymes, you know, it's neat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very cool little reference there, it shows the descendancy. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see those two fighting and then breaking up like in the... Um, like in the statues. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of interesting because we, we have a bit of info on that scene in general where, like, Nicole doesn't like fighting. Uh, so he's just, like, there's a cut scene on Twitter where he's just, like, running away from the fight. And then Glimmer, with, like, a couple of Agnes soldiers, basically is hunting him down. Like, just... <laughs> She's just like, yeah, I want to kill you. It's like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, classic, classic
0: soldier. She's um... a healer, but, you know, it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean of it's, course it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, the main thing or the most obvious thing we notice with Glimmer is that she has of course an aegis core crystal, the green one, you know, of course like Numa. So is this plus the color of her hair and even some people speculating on the voice acting is this a descendant like is this the child of Rex and Pyra that we see in the the famous photo um but brought into the cycle of rebirth the same way that Mio um, is. And then that's the case, we're under what happened to Mifra's daughter. She gets left out, I suppose. But um,
1: do you yeah. think that could be
0: the case? <laughs> I feel like that's got to be almost, but...
1: Um, it's something along those lines. A descendant, yeah. a child of a reincarnation. It's, it's 100% something of that equivalent. The green core crystal on the chest gives that away. Yeah. Um the exact nature we don't know, but I, I do think that saying, Oh, it's Pyra's kid from the photo makes sense. The photo mm. is still such a weird thing that like <laughs> I can only I can only assume the significance of it is the children being in the game, like Mio obviously already. So yeah. um I g I've gotta say it's that and then yeah, we don't know about Mithra's kid.
0: It will be interesting to see, like, in general, if we see Pyra and Mithra at all, what what happened mm. to the other characters? I mean we haven't spent too much time on this because, again, there's endless speculation there. But I do wonder, if it, is it just going to be like in Future Connected, where at the very end we saw all the other characters together. They weren't voice-acted or anything because, you know, they didn't want to go to all that hassle, obviously, to bring back the cast yeah. of two full games. It makes sense. But um, I hope we see them in some capacity, at least. Hopefully.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but, I think it'll be really cool. I think they'll all get referenced, at least. Yes. In some capacity.
0: You think so. Um but final thoughts on Glimmer, we know that she's a healer, and she seems to use, obviously, funnily enough for being an Agnes soldier, who resembles, you know, Pyra and that. She seems to have a staff that resembles Melia's. that kind of like, in a sense.
1: It's a very interesting weapon. One of my favourites yeah. in the series, because it acts as three different things. One is that it's a staff, mm. so that's kind of like Melia's. Another form we see it in is as a... Flame spear, uh, very similar to Camaravi, right? Um, yeah. Which I really like because I just like that weapon. Um, and then also, it, it, it sort of it's like a string instrument, uh, which yes. is for the support elements like like healing and buffing and whatever. So it's just like a multi-purpose thing. It looks really cool. So I'm I'm hoping they do some really cool stuff with it in action scenes and stuff.
0: Yes, yeah, so I did notice that we see that little bit in the gameplay when she's using one of her specials, and like a different melody plays out of it as she uses it. Kind of reminds me of like you know Miyabi playing her flute on the battlefield. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's neat. So that's definitely a cool weapon there. But yeah. um,
1: the character's um very interesting because she's described as being stubborn and sometimes like harsh and selfish. So that's more of like a myth for a quality in my eyes.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we'll see how the character plays out. In terms of the voice, you know, we still haven't gotten confirmation that it's it's Sky voicing the character. No. Personally, I don't hear it. I don't I, think it's her.
0: I don't think it's her as well. Like, I, I can see why people think it, and I wouldn't be like... like I could believe it was her, but it wasn't yeah. who my first thought was to. It, it just seems like they're going, you know, a similar accent, basically. You know, that's just, yeah. that sort of American accent. Maybe they're trying... If they are meant to be Pyra's kids, maybe they try to voice it a bit like Pyra, you know. But if it is Sky, that would be awesome, you know. <laughs> Great to see her yeah. again in the game. But I I wouldn't automatically assume it is, no. Especially seeing I guess as... it would be
1: strange to have, like... You know, it's a different character. It would be strange to have the same person voicing them. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, considering the fact that I thought, you know, we'd get... Noah's voice actor back for, for Vandam, um, for Matthew. I thought they would just use the same voice, but they clearly haven't. They're trying to separate these characters. So I feel like, along those lines, they probably would go with someone else. But we'll find out, obviously, in a week, which is mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Crazy stuff. Of course, we have our final character to mention here, which, again, isn't one of the initial founder statues we see, but this is A. But related to that, mm-hmm. I do want to quickly mention that in the room where we see the statues in, statues in the city, it is mentioned that there was a seventh statue of a seventh founder, but it was removed for some reason. I'm guessing that must be A in hindsight. And uh, I mean... Yeah,
1: yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and what an interesting character, because is is this just female Alvis? <laughs>
1: I, I think so I think yeah. it's just like slightly younger female Elvis and it's like I don't know why they've done that I, I'm hoping <laughs> there's a law reason and there probably is but like mm. that, that was bizarre to see again I wasn't sure if I was dreaming when I saw it last night it was uh, yeah, I mean, very it, unexpected but I'm here for it
0: <laughs> Well, obviously we've got of course the fact that they have the Aegis symbol uh, earrings like, like Albus's necklace the red one but yeah. beyond that, there's also, she just speaks like Alvis, she even refers to others as humans, like she's a machine herself, like Alvis is. Mm-hmm. And the name A indicates she's a like a consul or Mobius, but where does she fit into this? How does she relate to Alvis we see at the start? Is this like, him reincarnated in this world? Is this just, like, is, is no it idea. actually, is it actually Alvis just taking on a different form? I don't think so. I think it's obvious it, it's a different character, but <laughs> it's so it's so interesting, isn't it? Oh.
1: Yeah, it's just bizarre, like I, I was not expecting it under any circumstances, but here we are. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting character because they the thing is is, is Nile has the, out, the the Ontos red core crystal. Which is indicating, oh, maybe that's an Entos reincarnation. But A looks a lot more like Alvis and doesn't have the core crystal on the chest, but does have the earrings. So it's a bit like, why, how does that work? Uh, She even actually has clothes very similar to Alvis. In one of the shots, it looks uncanny.
0: And she Uh, uses what seems to be the Monado, or a Monado alike weapon. We will
1: get to that, yeah, in the battle section. (laughs) Because I've got um, info on that.
0: Right, okay, yeah. So there's, she's definitely clearly, like, a form of Albus, like, maybe a, maybe in this new world a part of Albus got connected to it somehow, but if, I mean, the fact that she's A and we've got Z, that's got to be relevant somehow. Um, yeah,
1: it could be Mobius A.
0: And I think this is probably a good point to talk about, that time we've it, we'll move on to some sort of side characters here a little bit. Um <laughs> Because we see Zed, um, I hate to call him a side character here, but compared to everything else happening. <laughs> but um, We see him in one shot with Shulk and Rex in the scene we saw in the initial trailer, where they're confronting Alvis, presumably before the worlds combine and Ionios starts. And he seems to be, he's clearly against Alvis. Like It looks like he's on Rex and Shulk's side.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I can't tell whether he's on their side... Or if he's just standing behind them as an observer, like, do you see what's happening? You know what I mean? But the dialogue suggests that he's against Alvis. And I don't get it, because the cast isn't against like, sorry, they are against Mobius in the main game. You see them fighting N. Like, they're not on Mobius's side. A lot of the dialogue indicates that. So why is Zed on their side for this specific scene.
0: Well, this has got to be the opening scene, and this has got to be like, in the midst of the creation of Ionios. Zed's probably only just been born as such, I would assume. He's probably, or at least not Mm -hmm. long, I I would guess. So maybe he like, maybe, because I guess Zed is meant to be the representation of the, you know, the fears of the people of, the thoughts of the people of both worlds not wanting change. That's what Zed's meant to be. So maybe initially, Shulk and Rex are on his side for that reason. Or at least Zed appears on their side. And the reason they're approaching Alvis is they're like, you know, Alvis, we we this is this is this is too dangerous or whatever. But then maybe like this is this is complete speculation here, but maybe something happens where he leads them to Zed influences them to like go against Alvis and they fight him and he's injured somehow, which is what causes him the world to get the way it is, is what causes Alvis to become A in some capacity, whether he reincarnates himself as that. Because he's injured by them or something. And then they're like, okay, no, we messed up by doing this. This is clearly bad. The Mobius <laughs> are taking over. Now we've got to fight against them. Like, maybe that's the cause of events. So they're with Zed at the start. And then when that goes wrong, they team up with Albus's reincarnation. They're like, okay, let's set this right. Maybe?
1: Yeah. I, I'm that's sort the best of wondering, thing. maybe... Um... Yeah, maybe it is the kind of the fairy people have had where Elvis is trying to destroy them all because he sees them as gods and it's like, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if, I mean, it's really, really unlikely, but I wonder at this point if Zed isn't evil yet, because if Zed represents the thoughts and feelings of, of everyone, then he's not inherently evil at that point. That's true. Um, hmm. But I, I don't know how the details would, of that would work. I, you know, I do sort of wonder if Alvis Al, if and Zed sort of swap sides or whatever, but it's it's really tough to say. Like, this is probably the most confusing scene out of all of them in the whole trailer. Um, yeah. So I, I have
0: no idea. I will at least say, and I've, I've heard some people saying this, and I'm going to echo their sentiments, that I'm glad we are getting Zed in this. I hope we get a bit more yes. lore and development for him, because I... I like Zed in the main game. I like what he represents and the idea of him as an entity rather than, you know, a a more personal villain like Malos or whatever. But I feel like getting into his lore and what makes him him and why he is the way he is, I'm glad we're going to be seeing that a bit more. Because I think that will add a lot to make Xenoblade 3's story even better, which, I mean, it's already fantastic, so any more to that is just icing on the cake. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Like, we we need to see him be fleshed out a little bit more and just have a couple more lines as an interesting character. So, we're really sort of interested to see how they do that with him.
0: I guess this is a good time to mention the other Mobius we see. We, of course, see N. And the other ones... I didn't take note. Did you notice who the other Mobius are, if they're ones we recognised?
1: I speculated that maybe one of them... There's one that Niall just straight up kills. I saw um, that, Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I I I think a lot of them share the same models, so I I don't think you can pinpoint exactly. But one of them was kind of the female Mobius icon, like the one that um for example is is the console of Asher of a Colony Eleven, Asherah's place. Hmm. Um, and then the one that fuses the Phironises together is kind of like the one that is leader of Colony Nine and Gamma. Yeah. Um,
0: but I don't think badass, they're the same right. ones.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think they're basically going to be their own things. I don't think it'll be that rare, right, but yeah. really...
0: That would make sense. It, especially if we're going to be fighting them and defeating them. You can't have yeah. many. I guess maybe exactly. we'll see X and Y again. I feel like that's... That a... would
1: be cool. I really want to yeah. see them again.
0: Yeah. And the, it's interesting. I do wonder to what capacity we're going to be getting. Like, what N's involvement exactly here going to be? Because we, mm. we see him destroying the city at the start... And we see them fighting against him later at a certain familiar location we'll get to. Yeah. But it it, it very much reminds me of that scene in, like, Xenobl- in Torna, where they're all fighting Malos, and they're all taking turns running at him. I hope we get more combat like that, because Xenoblade 3 in general has some really awesome combat scenes, and they could do a lot with, with N again.
1: Yeah. I have some really interesting speculation about all of that, actually. Um, yeah. I th- think, well, first of all, we see N as, like, we they fight in that. Um... Prison Island and a couple other areas, Hmm. so it's clear he's just going to be, like, an ongoing antagonist in this as well. Yeah. Um, That you fight a couple times here and there. I think that Grandad, as they call him, is N's son.
0: Yeah, I think that would make
1: sense. Because as he's killing him, um, they look at the... Oh, sorry, pans to, like, the picture of when N&M had the child. Yeah. So I wonder if it... I had other reasoning that's completely slipped my mind now, but I, I do think that that's a very strong possibility. Oh, um, agreed. That's yeah. his relation. Oh, especially because they had that, like, character chart showing the relations between everyone, and there was a question mark between N and grandad guy. Right, um, yeah. So... And and on that topic with this this guy... In the translations, they've called him Gondor. Ah. Huh. Just, just straight up.
0: Interesting. Like a, I don't know
1: if it's a translation thing that hasn't been properly done or whatever, but... You know, it's clearly the Van Damme line still, if it wasn't already obvious enough. Um, well,
0: there was, of course... I feel uh, like there's definitely more to the Gondor name. We have that whole thing where she hates the name for some reason in the main game, so...
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe
0: that's it then. Yeah. Maybe there's some connection to that, and that's going to be explained a little bit more here, so... Interesting. Yeah. I think you're definitely onto something there. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any other... What other side characters do you have noted, Kai? I, that's all I've got, but have you got any others um, you want to mention?
1: There is one more, a member of the Liberators, who we don't have a name for. She's a lady with like short black hair. Oh, um, yes. At first I was like, oh, is that Charlotte? I don't think it's Charlotte. But um, <laughs> she's part of the Liberators. Uh, wields like a Claymore, kind of like Lance. Um... And she's she's with the cast at, like, multiple times in the story. So with the Fused Honest part, she's she's there in, in the scene. And then also the fight at Prison Island, she's there. Um, hmm. We've not seen her as, like, a playable character, though, or anything. So we don't know what they're doing with heroes in this. We've not seen heroes in any essence of gameplay. Yeah. But if they do do heroes, then she would be one of them. Um, I, I, I don't I know. Think... I guess she's just a supporting character.
0: I do wonder, like, what role classes are going to take in this? Is it just going to be... It would make sense because it's a shorter adventure if everyone just had one class and stuck to it. I don't think they need to do the full class system for a shorter experience, but they could do, so...
1: I mean, if you want, um, there's, like, one more character to cover and then we can move on to gameplay stuff. Yep, go for it. Um, so, the last character is one who we only see for, like, again, this is me going frame by frame. Uh, (laughs) There's just one lady with, like, green hair, I don't think related to Juniper or anything. Uh, I think they're Mm. just part of the Liberators who will to staff. So, again, if they do heroes, then she would probably be another one, or is a side character, but that's about it. Right. Um, Yeah. That's basically all the characters we've seen. I don't think we've really missed anything. Uh, so yeah, mm. gameplay.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's go on to that gameplay. Um, of course we get our where first little start? look at it. Good question. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, first things is that, in general, the game looks very similar. Like, this isn't, <laughs> it doesn't look like they changed things as much as they did Tornhunter 2, for example. It seems yep. a lot more in line. But there's definitely some additions, and Kai, you probably have the best go on this, so I'll let you take over here. <laughs> Ooh,
1: um, where do we start? So first, we don't see any heroes um, so no. they may be in the game, but they've just chosen not to show them because there was already enough info. We don't really know. Mm. Um, so there's speculation, you know, again, like I say, there's a couple characters that would be candidates if they do choose to do heroes, like Niall. we we'll just have to wait and see. Um, in terms of, like, levels, um, kind of going back to how Future Connected, your cast started at, like, level 50 or 60 or whatever. Um... It looks, I think here, that your team starts at level 30, and the final boss well, it may be around level like 60-ish. Mm. Um, that's my that guess. Sense. I could be wrong, but that's what it looks like, because that's like, the level range I saw across the, the different gameplay snippets. That would um, make sense to me, yeah. Puts it into context, yeah. Mm. Um, in terms of the actual gameplay, um, it looks like there is... You, you don't have class changing. That's not a feature. Um instead to fuse arts you have what they call Uruboros power. Um and you know in the original teaser, um we saw uh Matthew glowing with like the green energy. Yes. Um that is him using Uruboros power, which is literally just their excuse for fusing arts. Right. Um to make them stronger. Uh I see, so that's yeah. the replacement for classes. It makes sense. Mm. Um and I think there's no real gameplay differences on that front. Um yes. However, there is no f- actual
0: Ouroboros
1: in this game. Yeah. You can't transform into them, but you do have t- what they call a different element.
0: Go for it. I was just gonna say it's an interesting decision, seeing that these are meant to be the original Ouroboros, right? And clearly they are. Uh-huh. But um, I I feel like it was always expected that they would interlink. You know that we would that would be a gameplay mechanic where your um you know Glimmer and what's the name? Uh Nicaragua would interlink or whatever. But the fact they've gone yeah. something very different is interesting. Uh but I like it. So why don't you um Yeah, I go guess for
1: it? there's reasons for it, like, oh, you know, uh they don't get along well enough to fuse, of course Shulk and Rex don't have that, that sort of thing.
0: And the fact um, that of course Niall, who I assumed would, would be the one to fuse with Matthew, isn't even gonna be there for a large part of it. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's good reasoning. Um Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we do
1: have, instead of that, we have what call, what's called union combos Where two characters, I don't know how it decides who, which two characters I think it must be like random or you choose it in a menu um, But yeah, two characters together will create a union combo I don't know what charges it up or whatever But it's just a really strong attack um, Yeah. And every character combination, every character pair has a unique attack Which I think is really cool I'm really looking forward to seeing all of them Yes. Uh, for example, Matthew and Shulk has Minado Crash which is like an AoE burst. Uh Nicole and Glimmer's one is Hellstream which we saw where it like says Hellstream on the on the screen. That's pretty fun. Mm.
0: Um
1: so that's your equivalent just like a really strong attack. Um I I don't know gameplay-wise how it's going to like how strong it is, but it it looks good. Um yeah. Maybe not as overpowered I th- I think actually.
0: <laughs> People will find a way. Give give it time. They'll find a way to make <laughs> yourself overpowered. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, so, yeah,
1: there's that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, in terms of each character and, like, what they do in battle, we have Matthew as an attacker um, who mm. has the Ouroboros Knuckles class. Um, I really like that the main character is an... You know, it's just a fist fighting class. It almost reminds me of Laura a little bit. Um, yeah, but she it's such a unique politics. style from. Yeah, it's so unique compared to like sword fighter that I really mm. like it. So, I'm yes. a little worried though because in some of those scenes where he's fighting N, he's just trying to go like punch for the face. How easy can N just like slice his arm off? You
0: know, how does that? How does that work?
1: <laughs> I'm a little worried. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're well, going um, to get
1: that's part of oh, A's yeah. character lore is that they kind of stop Matthew from just rushing headfirst into everything, so maybe it'll play into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't get into the Star Wars level of everyone losing limbs here. So. <laughs> oh no, please.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but he's like I say, he's a fist fighter. He actually has some of the moves that Gondor has, like a detonating hit and raging force. Makes so sense. That's pretty cool. Hopefully I'm Um, better at him than I am at Skondor. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, It's going to be really fun, though. Yes. Um, We have A, who is a support unit, and their class is called Monado Fencer, which I quite like. Interesting. Um, Very interesting point, because the sword looks like Noah's, and it has a ring in it that displays
0: Monado Arts. Well, they do say that if you like it, you should put a ring on it. So, <laughs> what,
1: uh oh. Um, but it, it does operate as a Monado. It has the, the, the uh, signs in it and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting to see how that works. Um, her talent art is literally vision. Mm. Um, that explains even more and even less in different ways. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raises about 10 more questions than it answers, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh so I guess we'll have to see how that one goes down and and why you have mm. just vision. And I I didn't actually check the gameplay effect of it. I just saw that that was the name and was like, "Ooh, that's a yes. thing." Um so yeah, Minado visions cool. Uh Nicole there isn't much to him. He's he's a defense unit called a mechanist. Um the the game, the arts aren't, like, very interesting. There's nothing else really to talk about there. He's probably just, like, a physical tank, if I have to guess. Yeah. Um, Glimmer, again, there's not much to say because we didn't see the moveset. All we know is that the support unit name is something like, sort of, Instrumentalist or Flame Bearer or, you know, something yeah. that sounds related. We don't know what exactly, but, you know, I'm assuming Buffs and Heels is... It be did
0: mention her game, being but... a healer back in her statue, so... Yeah. Yeah, Probably so that would make that. a lot of sense.
1: Um, Shulk is maybe the most interesting one.
0: Yeah, Because he defender. is not an
1: attacker, he's a defender. Which I, yeah. uh, at first I was like, hmm, don't know if they should have done that. They absolutely should have, because, you know, he's just like older and wiser and more Dunban-like.
0: So, yeah, that's uh, your I point. That makes sense. Do you think yeah. he might be an agility tank then?
1: That's what some people have said. I... At first I was like, nah, he looks more like a physical tank. But, you know, Shulk was, you know, specifically nimble in the first game. And yeah. we already have Nicole, who's probably a dodge tank, a, a physical tank. And Dunban was a dodge tank where there's clear inspiration. So I think dodge tank has, has got to be his moveset, surely.
0: Yeah, makes sense um, to
1: me. Yeah, um, his class is called Grand Soldier, which is quite cool. Um, and he has a lot of his original arts, like Stream Edge, Slit Edge, and Monado Buster as his talent art, so good to see all of that return. Hopefully he has Monado Jump here, you know, bring it, bring (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, Jump Shock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we end with Rex, who is an attacker still, with the Master Driver class. Of Um, course. Again, he's got his arts returning, like Double Spinning Edge and Anchor Shot, uh, Probably the most interesting thing with his moveset is his talent art is Infinity Blade, which is Ooh. the uh, talent art you get at the end of Chapter Two in Xenoblade Three. So that yes. was quite unexpected. Huh.
0: That is weird. I'm
1: not really sure what to make of it yet, but you know it's it's there. Mm, um, yeah, and that's basically all we have in terms of like battles. Oh, also fog beasts are like everywhere now. By the way. Um, so it is future oh, connected. Right. <laughs> yes, they, I mean, they were sense like given five or name. six fog beasts. Yeah, they were like <laughs> everywhere. Um, so they're going to be like a common enemy, I guess. Uh, mm. It's like sure, yeah, that makes sense. I wonder how they're going to play into it, but I'm pretty sure we can get a rough idea already.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah, really cool to see.
0: Um, yeah, all looks great. Again, very, very similar, but also I feel like Xenoblade Three has is. Like Xenoblade Two needed some changes to it to its gameplay system. There are things mm-hmm. you could do to refine it. Xenoblade Three, I don't, I think was so smooth already that like, yeah, keep it very similar. Just do some small changes.
1: Yeah, it is largely similar, and I think that's a good choice. So mm. I like that. Um, that's really it for battles. But they've on the uh, Japanese website they showed off a lot about the like extra side content, um, communities back, which you may have seen. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's fine. It's kinda of different this time. It looks like rather than just completing a side quest, you need to like complete a side quest, have made main story progress, and you need to like talk to people and get items and things like that. There's like loads of requirements now which uh, I mean I'm I'm chill with as a completionist, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: stuff to do. I know people are gonna get mad if, if if you lock um story progress behind community again. So maybe they shouldn't do that, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they won't, but
0: yeah. <laughs> I they i
1: they would be able to make a canon reason for why they need to, to be fair. Yeah, and I'm just gonna be be like, go. Oh, the liberators anyway. need their strength, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, 'cause that'll probably be like a settlement. Um as for other things on the Japanese website. Uh, There is, there's like a completion tracker thing in the game now um, Which is is really hard to explain So it seems like they track progress for like six different things So it'll be like battling, uh, reaching landmarks, collecting items, stuff like that Um, When you progress in each of those completion things, you get points Mm -hmm. You then spend those points on the character upgrades, kind of like Eno Oh. So it looks like you don't upgrade things in the normal way, like that's how you improve everyone's arts and level them up and things like that, um, rather than your soul tree that you have in the game. So yes. I'm cool with it, I think it rewards doing side content a lot, which I really like. Um, I mean,
0: it's it's very similar to the idea of, you know, you, you do side quests, you get you get more stuff that you can use to upgrade those points, but it's, I guess, more directly linked. So you can't just grind it out now, but you actually have to do those quests to get it, I suppose. Yeah, and they've, they've made efforts
1: to facilitate all of this as well, I think. Um, mm. Because on top of that, and this part is really impressive to me, they've made what's called an enemypedia. So every, I think it's every unique monster has its own little icon in the menu that will show you exactly where it is, what level it is, what enemy it is, uh, even oh, like the God. drops of it and everything like that. Like, it yeah. just gives you like a full description, and I think it's only for unique monsters, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's like super, super detailed, so it seems like getting 100% is going to be a little easier. Um, Praise monster same... <laughs> Yeah, honestly. And they've done the same thing for items, where they'll show you like... You know, you can I think you can look for specific items and it will tell you where in the map it is. Uh, it's like an in-game Wikipedia at this point. Um, right. So I'm looking forward to seeing how well that all works. Um, yeah, it all looks really good. I think that's everything in terms of gameplay. But I'm I'm just really impressed with all the extra little touches that they didn't need to do. But hey, I'm glad they did.
0: Yeah, that's really great to see. Again, like again, Torna did a very good job at making things a lot more streamlined compared to Xenoblade 2's sort of quest system and everything. Yeah. So seeing that happening again here and going even more in on accessibility for 100%. Because I'm a sucker who's going to 100% it. I'm glad to see that. <laughs> but this, this, it all looks great. Definitely looking forward to getting to yeah, play with it and see how the characters feel myself. But uh, I guess for now, let's move on to the next section here. Let's talk about some locations we see. Yeah. And I think the big, the first one to mention here, Colin Nine is back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's my favourite. Oh, I've been waiting for it to come back <laughs> for 12 yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I, think Colony 9, the original, is one of my favourite areas in the whole series, like top mm. three. So I'm really glad to see it return. It's, It, it seems like it's been remodelled to be this Liberator base. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of cool. Everything is sunken and sort of rotting and whatever. But hey, I like it. I think it'll be chill.
0: Definitely, I like that. It's it's Colony Nine was one of those great things that it really felt like a, a real community. I guess kind yeah. of similar to um, Oresco from Torna again. So having it come back here as that base for your liberated your, your your team of liberators, it's really nice to see. I do wonder if we're gonna get a remix of the theme in there for it. Ooh, that would be cool.
1: Oh, I would yeah. love that actually, especially. <laughs> Not, like, the hometown theme, but, like, the, the Colony Nine outskirts theme would be amazing.
0: Just remix them both into one mega new tune, honestly. Just... Oh, do it. <laughs> Go on. Oh I, oh, I would love that. It's going to be great, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What else did we see, Kai? Um, We saw, uh,
1: I guess, the other big one is Prison Island, uh, of course. Mm. That was kind of one of the big signature ones. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it looks very similar. Uh, we fight at the top of it against N and it looks yes. like Prison Island becomes reactivated. Uh whatever that might mean. Um so I have no idea what relevance this is gonna bring, but it's, you know, almost certainly gonna be Alvis related and stuff like that. So I mean I say yeah. that. The whole like DLC
0: is Alvis. <laughs> you <know>, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really cool, cool to see Prison Island back. It's such an iconic location from the first game. This does actually make mm. me think what- what is is it with Xenoblade 1 getting all the love in this game? Like, Xenoblade 2 needs more locations. <laughs> I'm not yeah, about. yeah.
1: Xenoblade 2 Xenoblade Two gets Eno. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's no. all it gets. But, um... Oh, I mean, yeah, Xenoblade even...
1: 1 eating good. I'll say it that. It really
0: is. We even saw... I don't know if we saw any more of this today, but we saw in the initial trailer, by Honest Leg. So, um... Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's getting all the Xenoblade 1 love today. But I do wonder... How much more of prison, like how much of Prison Island is it? Is it just the bits of it you see when you first go there, or is it going to be like the interior, like the second time you go there, Ooh, the final that's a dungeon? Good question. Even if it is the second, the full dungeon, I feel like it's got to be shortened somewhat because that's a huge area. But um, yeah, I I feel like it's probably just the outskirts the, rather than the interior. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it will no be bad. like
1: the first visit kind of. Yeah. Or possibly, I think they could like possibly remix the build-up. Like the actual final area part of it is the same, but yeah. um, maybe maybe there's uh, like a what? path to Prison Island, which kind of uses the same textures but is in every way.
0: I'm I'm just getting myself too excited for oh to stuff that's not going to happen. But yeah, it, yeah. no, Prison Island is like the final area of the first game. What if it's combined with like bits of the World Tree in the interior <laughs> from Xenoblade Two?
1: Oh, that, that would, would be, be amazing. It's not gonna
0: happen, but that would be incredible.
1: <laughs> oh, you've now set my expectations so high.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am sorry to everyone watching this. Oh, uh, because no, it's I'm not gonna happen. That, like. But that, yeah, like combining the the final climb from both games into like the final area. I mean, it probably won't be the final area in this game, I would assume. But even so, that would be really neat. But um, whatever it's whatever yeah. it is, I'm glad it's back.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be. Dare I say? epic.
0: <laughs> um, you, you dare say, I love that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, to be honest, I mean of course I scraped through every frame of this to see what I could find. Areas yeah. were really hard to discern, like they did not give us much in the background. There was one place yeah. like an Agnes camp, and like just general war grounds and like colonies that fuse together and shit like that. Um, I, there's really not much else to say of course we know from the original trailer that uh we sort of see some by on his leg yeah
0: and like
1: that's kind of it the only other thing i have is um in the promo art for it where you you know you have all the characters standing there looking all cool um hmm. you do see uh like a it's to the right of prison island and it's like a cobbled like ice area, and I wonder if it's like Tantel or something, Let or if it's an entirely be new, new area. But it's oh. it's definitely like new.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was saying that Tantel needed some love, so. Uh... Oh yeah, I, I can see it. It's, it looks icy, and there's like ruins as well.
1: Yeah, and we can see some from some gameplay that like this ice area is going to be fairly like a fairly reasonable portion. Of the games areas, that so which definitely... I like because Captain Corn Peak was way too small. So
0: yeah, that definitely gives me Tantal vibes. So I think if that is part of like you got Biologist Leg and Tantal and Prison Island, I feel like that would make up a good twenty-hour game worth of locations if it's going to be torn a length. I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Neat, and of course we've got. We do see the original city, but I feel like that's going to be the opening of the game. I don't think we're going to get any yeah. time exploring it. it. Seeing as it's going to be destroyed, destroyed immediately. Yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. There's
1: only one more area I wanted to talk about. And like this is me clutching at straws. But there's one very brief part where you see A, and the background is just like whatever. It's kind of orangey. Hmm. But like you see part of a house, and it, it kind of... Struck me as odd. In the trailer, it's at like 2.17, 2.18, that kind of part. And it Mm. might just be like a regular house in the game and it's nothing weird. But the house looks weirdly... Like, how do I say it? Like, Earth-like? Like, Like it doesn't look like a house that would be seen in any Xenoblade game. Like, Xenoblade 3 especially, it doesn't look natural. Because houses like that just don't appear... But even yeah, in the first two mean. games, the only place you see that kind of thing, I think, is in like Elysium. It's like a ruined version of it. So I'm that not sure be... how that works.
0: I mean, she's clearly that's just before she starts talking about, you know, the we see flashbacks to Xenoblade Two and Xenoblade One with the beanstalk, and yeah. you know, of course, Klaus's starting universe, which obviously we're going to get some bit more lore now, which is great. But so I, I do. I guess that could be to do with Elysium. In that case, maybe we see Elysium. Would, if they're going to bring back another Xenoblade Two location, Elysium would be such a great one because it, of course, isn't just Xenoblade Two representation. It's the entire series representation because that's where it started. You know, that's where they mm-hmm. the, the whole Beanstalk. So, I, yeah, I'd love to see that, and that fits with my seeing the World Tree in their
1: theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be great. I, I think more Elysium would be pretty cool to see, and.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was just like a tiny
1: snippet, but like if that ends up being something significant, oh boy, I'm latching onto it.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, but that's, that's probably it for location. So before we end things off, is there, I feel like we've done quite a lot here, but is there any other last speculations or theories or story ideas you have that you think um, you haven't mentioned yet?
1: I guess I, know, I have a general idea of how the beginning of the story might go, but... Mm-hmm. you know which is the expected stuff you know it starts with the city being attacked and being exploded um yeah. nile goes missing so matt's like oh i've got to look for her um yeah. along the way he i i I, get, I think he's already friends with a like it seems like they they already got along mm. so maybe something happens there um he then you know comes across glimmer and nicole early on breaks up their fight Shulk yes. and Rex then come in and protects them as well, and like, oh, here's our Liberator town. I think that's all going to be, like, the first 10-20% of the game. Yeah. Um, And then, after that, I mean, who knows? I think they've deliberately left, like, the second half of the story out completely.
0: Exactly. Um, so because the thing is, that. we do, very much like Torna. we have an idea of how it ends, you know. From from both yeah. the fact that this is a prequel to Santa 3, but also from the statues, we know that these people clearly survive and go on to found the city. So at the very mm-hmm. least, hopefully we won't get anything as depressing as Torna in that regard. Oh god, we'll see. <laughs> but um, um they'll find
1: a way. Uh That's basically it for story, yeah. Like I, yeah. I just don't I don't get the whole world state thing still. Like it's I think I'm just being kinda of dumb. But like I'm looking at all of that and I I can't fit the timeline together in my head with Xenoblade Three. Like, it's... it was all figured out until this game came along and I'm so confused now.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. But I'm I can't wait to find out. Obviously, I mean it's yeah in six yeah. days' time I'm going to be playing this. You'll probably be a little further behind because you're going to stream it and you need the right time for that. But um, mm-hmm. even still, it's coming a lot quicker than we expected.
1: Yeah. And I cannot wait. I only have. <laughs> other, like, minor notes, but that's basically it for the game itself. Um, Yeah. Of course, um, we have the amiibo.
0: Yes. Yes, the Pyronnithra amiibo uh, were confirmed uh, to be Mm -hmm. coming July, and they actually let you use the Aegis sword on the sword-wielding class in Cinema 3, which is both Aegis swords, which is nice.
1: (laughs) That's really cool. And not only that, but they announced Noah and Mio amiibo. Yes.
0: And. that. I wonder if they're because I didn't expect the pirate obviously the pirate Amiibo were for Smash so I didn't expect them to have necessarily an addition to this game which is neat. I wonder if mm-hmm. Noah and Mio will do anything. I'm not sure. Uh, it might be a bit too I late for it to be worthwhile.
1: See, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But usually, oh, I mean, no. as far as I'm aware, every amiibo has done something, right? And Noah uh, and Mio. Maybe. Otherwise, they're just you know they've got to have some sort of NFC. Feature, otherwise they're just a figure. Whether it's maybe
1: it's like alternate outfits or something, like you can get a Noah's can outfit that. to play it on Matthew. Which yeah, like, I don't know why you would do that,
0: but uh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good point actually because I feel like they've got to do something um, because every amiibo does, and obviously Noah and Mio can't do anything for Smash uh, until the next Smash game, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I feel like yeah, costumes or something like that is a. Uh, Pretty safe there. Or even maybe it's as simple as you scan this and it gives your items. You know, the, the classic cop Yeah, one. that's but true. either way, um, it's neat we're getting them and I'm a sucker, so I'm probably going to buy them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to point out the logo as well. Um, kind of the thing hmm. people have said. How... Uh, I mean, first off, the name of it is, is obviously the uh, the reference to Future Connected. Um, but also, uh, you can see that the at the beginning of the logo... Uh, You kind of have the stroke that Xenoblade 1 has, the art stroke, the the brush. Yes. Um, And then at the end of it, you see the flame from Xenoblade 2's logo. So it's like, that's pretty cool uh, reference. Mm. Um, I've also been seeing people say that these, like, you know, like there's the sad song you hear in the trailer that is going to make you sob 50 hours (laughs) in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There is, some people have been saying, and I, I don't know if it's true. People have been saying that it might have been sung by the person who sung the, like, ending song for Xenogears or Xenosaga. Like, apparently it sounds uncannily similar. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I don't know anything about that. But I I guess it would be a cool reference, if nothing else. Yeah. I I, I I swear to God, if they try tying Xenosaga and Xenogears into this, like, in a really (laughs) strong way, I'm going to just... I don't know. I'm I'm just giving up
0: at that point. (laughs) They're, They're not allowed to do that until they... Port them onto the Switch. Give them remasters. Come on, Monolith <laughs> Soft and Bandai Namco and whoever's involved. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that um, would be interesting. Um, the the only other thing I have is
1: mm-hmm. uh, we've gotten the battle theme already. They've released it, and yes. it's very it's very good. It's very future connected feeling, almost fog beasts like.
0: Yeah, I've only I've only heard a bit of it. I haven't actually gone and listened to the full thing, but I know it's going to be damn good. So. <laughs>
1: It's about as good as you would hope it is, I, I'll yeah. say that. And um, the the one very, very final note I have is, of course, they've been uploading a lot of like exclusive clips to Twitter. Um, one of those, there's like a minute-long cutscene it shows where the characters are just talking in Japanese, I, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but the thing that stuck out to me is the background ambience. Where... <laughs> You you know that super boss area in Xenoblade 3 where, like, Swordmarch was, or is, I guess, the massive crater? Yeah. Um, You know there's, like, the really annoying bird screech sound? Yeah. (laughs) That ambience is playing in the cutscene, and I lost (laughs) my mind listening to it, because just every 20 seconds again, just, and it's like, oh my god, shut up. (laughs) And that's all I have. That's everything. Every bit of it I can find.
0: That is yeah. the true super boss. It's trying to deal with that sound effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. And, yeah, of course, we're going to cover it all here and talk about yes. it in time.
0: Definitely. I'm, I'm very hyped to it. I'm, I have no clue how I'm going to fit everything together with this and Tears of the Kingdom and Star Wars games and all this shit coming out. It's ridiculous. But it's going to be a fun time, no matter what I end up playing when. So this is, yeah, yeah, very excited. Like I said, of course... We'll be covering that all on the channel once we've both finished it. We'll be doing different, I'm sure, different discussions on what we think of it, what we think it might mean for the future of Xenoblade, all sorts. There's going to be so much content. <laughs> so
1: there, there was going to be a Tears of the Kingdom discussion there uh, was, before this dropped.
0: <laughs> but, uh, we'll probably include that in the main podcast now. So we will, of course, cover that as well. You can check all of that out, no matter what it ends up being, no matter what ends up happening. There's so much to cover and it'll all be here on bunch of jokers, either on YouTube or on Spotify for audio only version. All just under the name, bunch of jokers. Please follow us and subscribe to us so you can check all of that out. But also, Kai, where else can people find you at?
1: Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv forward slash where I'm well, I was playing through in a Eleven. <laughs> Not immediately as soon as this comes out, but like, you know, give it a couple of weeks and then I'll be going full steam ahead. Um, with playing this DLC, so if you want to see my live reactions, then that's all there.
0: And are you going to be uploading that to your YouTube channel afterwards, I assume?
1: Yeah, a couple weeks later it'll all be on YouTube too.
0: Yeah, so there'll there'll be links to all of that in the description below, if you want to check any of that out. Of course, Kai's original Xenoblade 3 playthroughs is on YouTube as well, so definitely <laughs> give that a watch. And yeah, just stay tuned to us here for more discussions, regular monthly podcasts, It's going to be crazy time, so (laughs) thank you Mm -hmm. all so much for watching. Take care, and good luck playing everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God.